Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening until 10 o'clock. We've got all kinds of uh, big ideas to discuss this evening, and I'm glad that you are sticking around with us. But listen, before I dive into anything, I, I got to comment on what Sean Michael Lyle just said about a bear escaping from the zoo. And, and you notice when, when Sean was talking about the story, apparently the bear manipulated the lock of the mechanism and was able to escape. And and I'm sorry, the only thing I can think of now is Jurassic Park where the velociraptors are able to get out of the paddocks. And uh, and I I just hope that the bears are not evolving at a rate where they can they can escape because listen, when the bears can figure out how to get out of the out of the zoo, uh, basically we're hot dogs. I mean, to a, to a bear, and you're at the zoo. The bear looks at you and sees a hot dog. That's what he sees. So uh, to me, that's uh, that's very very troubling, and uh, we need to get we need to get Kevin Colleen over there to figure out exactly how the bear was able to escape. Well, enough with that frivolity. Uh, today is National Boy Scout Day, and and that has a a warm fuzzy place in my heart. Uh, because uh, I spent a lot of time as a kid in Boy Scouts, became an Eagle Scout, and uh, and it was on this day in 1910 that the Boy Scouts were uh, incorporated. But I, I wanted to bring on uh, I wanted to bring on producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski because there's there's a few I got a few years on Matt. That's no that's no secret. But Matt, what is and I can wax nostalgically about the Boy Scouts, but w- when you were at Boy Scout age, were, were you in the Boy Scouts? I was not in the Boy Scouts. I really wanted to be, but well, uh, was not my parents' wish to put me in the Boy Scouts. Okay. But but from your perspective, what was were, were Boy Scouts viewed as like the nerd patrol or what, what was the... What was the the common view of Boy Scouts? You hit the nail on the head right there, Brad. It's the it's the nerd patrol, kinda, right? Kind of nerdy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it is what it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, see, I I grew up in a in a small town, Southern Illinois, and there wasn't that stigma on the Boy Scouts. Uh, but uh, but I know that that more recently, because I've got kids your age, and uh, the, the the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. 
those were like those were for the for the people who who couldn't have conversations with people. <laughs> you, you went into there because I'm afraid to talk to anybody, so I'll go in the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts. That sounds right, and uh, it, it's it's uncool up until you get that Eagle Scout, you know, recognition. Now now it's cool, right? Now now it's cool to be a Boy Scout and to to be an Eagle Scout. But up until then, it's uh, yeah, I think you got to endure some 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 mockery just a bit while you're a Boy Scout. There, you're right, but you know what? One thing that's cool when I became Eagle Scout. I actually invited Ronald Reagan to come to my Eagle Scout ceremony, and uh, and he showed up. No, he wow. didn't show up, but uh, but I got a nice letter from him, and of course it was signed by the magic ink pen that that uh, uh, that mimics his signature. That says, "Oh, congratulations, Brad, on becoming an Eagle Scout." And so uh, I mean, that was kind of cool to get a letter from the president saying, cool. "Well done, well done." One of the things about Boy Scouts and what, what attracted you? You said you wanted to be in Boy Scouts, but you couldn't. What? Only one thing attracted me to Boy Scouts What's was that? racing Pinewood Derbies. Really? And uh, that was the only thing I really knew about Boy Scouts, that you could make a car and race it with your buddies. And that was really the only thing that drew me to them. Okay. And well, it wasn't meant to be. wasn't meant to be. Well, there was other avenues you could have raced in the, the Pinewood Derby. But what attracted me to Boy Scouts was the camping and the canoeing and the rappelling and, and the scout troop that I was in, we would rappel off of mountain cliffs. We would rappel off of off of uh, big water towers. You know, like it look, when it looks like the SWAT teams yeah. and the special forces guys are, are rappelling out of helicopters. I didn't rappel out of a helicopter. But when you're coming off of a, of a 75-foot water tower, it sure feels like you're rappelling out of a helicopter. That's got to be pretty scary. It was scary, but it was fun. Yeah. And and it was those kinds of things that attracted me to scouting, but I'll tell you what, the thing that and it sure and I know it's it's the nerd patrol, that's the view, I get it. But the best thing that I got from Boy Scouts was the the concept and idea of involved leadership. Because it, unlike politicians who sit back and say, do this, do that, do this, do that, or even CEOs of corporations who just issue edicts or send emails, when you're in leadership in Boy Scouts, you do what you're telling other people to do. And whether that's dig a latrine, whether it's set up the tents, whether it's building a campfire, but it, it teaches you that organic sense of leadership that I just don't think exists anywhere in our society today. Uh, and I know this is going to be a shock, but I was the troop spokesman. And so we got interviewed a lot when we would be doing cool things and and everybody always say, "Oh, let Brad do the talking. He's our troop spokesman." And uh, so apparently, I'm I'm still the, uh, the the troop spokesman. But today is is uh, is National Boy Scout Day, and and uh, and I know it's lost its luster. It's had its issues, legal uh, woke issues, all kinds of issues. But uh, the Boy Scouts will always have a warm spot in my heart. Hey, coming up after the break, and we're actually going to take two segments for this interview. And I normally don't do two segment interviews. But this is such an important issue, uh, and I've got a great guest coming up after the break because we, we saw this Chinese spy balloon coming across the country last week, and some experts were saying it could be a dry run for what's called an EMP attack. Now, I don't really think that's what it was, but it raises the larger issue. Are we ready? What is an EMP attack? How could our power grid go down? How is it vulnerable? And how can we prepare for that type of an emergency? Just like Boy Scouts, be prepared. See, I tied it in 
I tied in electromagnetic pulse and Boy Scouts into Be Prepared. We're going to talk about this after the break. At your service, Brad Young, KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in this evening. And we're all familiar with the recent Chinese spy balloon. Uh, but what was the purpose for this balloon? And really, could it be connected with a potential electromagnetic pulse? And we want to do a deep dive into this this evening. Joining us is David Tice. He's a producer of a new documentary. It's entitled Grid Down, Power Up that talks about our power grid and dangers to our power grid. David Tice, welcome to X St. Louis. Glad to be with you and your listeners, Brad. Uh, you know, this issue, this is an issue that I've fi- uh, really followed for a very long time, and I'm excited to discuss it with you. But let's start with this, the, the Chinese spy balloon. Uh, before we move into the, the greater power grid issue, it, it appears at this point in time that the Chinese balloon was really being used for surveillance. But first, what's an EMP and do the Chinese or other countries have plans to use balloons for a potential EMP attack? So an EMP stands for an electromagnetic pulse attack. And that is essentially a detonation of a nuclear bomb in the atmosphere can be between uh, 20 miles, 20 kilometers to 40 kilometers to as high as 200 kilometers. And it essentially creates uh, gamma waves that are highly destructive and damaging to sensitive electronics. 
And we know from defector literature that our enemies have thought and planned for an EMP attack. Now, the delivery system that they might utilize could incorporate either a missile, a relatively low-tech SCUD missile. It could come from a satellite that's orbiting the Earth, or it could be from a high-altitude balloon such as this. And and regardless of whether the, this Chinese balloon was or was not designed with an EMP in mind, I really want to broaden our discussion, David, to to the power grid and EMPs in general. So what are the different ways? You mentioned that, that uh, an electromagnetic pulse attack could, could happen from a balloon uh, or it could happen uh, even from a missile as long as it achieves that trajectory that's up higher in the atmosphere as opposed to, say, a, a ground-based nuclear detonation. Exactly. So essentially what's key is the detonation in the atmosphere. And the, the lower in the atmosphere it is, it will create a smaller arc in terms of impact. If it's at 200 kilometers, it's possible that this detonation couldn't create gamma waves that could cover the country coast to coast. Yeah, and the way that I've heard this explained before, David, is if if you just take a flashlight and you shine it very close to a tabletop, the, the light is in a very narrow area, but as you lift the flashlight up above the tabletop, the light starts to broaden its perspective on the tabletop. And is that the same kind of thing we're talking about, whereas as a nuclear detonation goes higher in the atmosphere, it broadens the reach of the gamma radiation that would come from that explosion. That's a beautiful metaphor. I'm going to have to use that myself. Well, so, just send me a quarter exactly. uh, if you do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you send me a quarter here via KMOX. Uh, but <laughs> but here's, here's the question that I have. I mean, I understand that one of the most vulnerable targets for an EMP attack would be these large substation transformers that are, that are really the heart of our electrical grid. And if such a substation transformer was damaged or destroyed, could, could those be replaced by, say, a substation transformer made in this country? So we do make a few of these transformers in this country, but not very many. And these are massive in terms of several hundred tons each. And you essentially have to be move traffic lights, et cetera, to transport them. And we do not have spares. And there's a long lead time. So this is one of the key concerns that we have in this film is that these transformers, 80% of them are still made in South Korea and Germany. And there's a long lead time. And believe it or not, we're actually install, purchasing and installing some of these transformers made in China, which we feel like is a travesty. Yeah, it, it is. And, and, and in case we skipped over a step here in terms of, of the progression of the discussion here, when an EMP goes off or a nuclear bomb goes off up in the atmosphere, and you talked about that gamma radiation, isn't the damage or, or the fear or the concern here is that that gamma radiation can overwhelm electronics of all kinds, really just causing a total shutdown or a meltdown uh, of electronics, including computers, electrical grids, cars, 
planes, what have you? That's exactly the issue. And as we've become more advanced with our electronics, and you've probably heard stories about, you know, some of our very, very high-tech electronics that are very, very minuscule. However, if, if they're interrupted by even static, you know, electricity, you know, it can interfere. So you can imagine these gamma waves, it could interfere with uh, the electronics in our transformers, in our refrigerators, in our automobiles, in our water systems, etc. But to give you a little bit of good news, it's almost like we have surge protectors and we have protection against lightning today. Well, there's this uh, E1 and E3 are the level of gamma waves that we're talking about. And there's technology available that can put, be put on the front end of some of our electronics and especially our substations. And this is what we're up in arms about. This technology exists, and our electric utilities know about it. Our regulators know about it, yet our utilities are not being forced to install that on the front end. And there's mm -hmm. other things that could be done as well, but it's, it's just stupid and idiotic and can be uh, marked the death of tens, if not hundreds of millions of citizens. If our power grid goes out for an extended period of time, uh, the EMP commission was mandated by Congress and it was staffed by the smartest scientists in the world. And they actually operated with essentially unlimited budget from Congress for 17 years. And they concluded that a longer power outage could kill up to 90 percent of America's citizens. Wow. I, and that's now, now you've certainly gotten folks' attention. And I want to talk about that that potential fallout in just a moment. We're talking to David Tice. He's the producer of this chilling new documentary. It's entitled Grid Down, Power Up. I watched it today. It was it was uh, it was enthralling. It was gripping and it was educational all at the same time. And I want to get back to this substation issue, David, because I understand that we have 55,000 substations in this country, but how many substations would have to be knocked offline before the entire electrical grid for the entire country would simply collapse? So there was a 60-minute story uh, that referenced this back in February of this year, was rerun in August. And it was talking about a Metcalf, California, physical attack outside Silicon Valley. And so then people got up at arms about an attack on substations, because if you walk around your neighborhoods, you'll see substation probably within a mile of your house. Sure. And it's only protected by a chain link fence. So FERC, which is the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, found, and this was released by a Wall Street Journal story, that as few as nine critical nodes of substations, if they were taken out, could knock out electricity in the United States on a coast-to-coast -coast basis. Hmm. So nine substations. So whether this is from an EMP attack or even uh, we, we saw this just, in fact, in December, where some substations 
were under attack by people firing rifles into them, regardless of how it happens, you're saying that if nine, as, as few as nine substations could go out in this country and could bring down the entire electrical grid. Exactly. That's what this FERC report determined. Wow. And, and, and to me, that's just, that's just an eye-opening statistic here, David, because what do we do today that doesn't involve electricity? Uh, you know, very little. And and yet if we lose our electricity, uh, we're, we're basically back to stone knives and bearskins uh, when it comes to our society. Hey, David, we're going to have to take a break here. Can you stick around through the break? Be glad to. We're, we're, I want to continue this conversation because there's a lot here, and I want to break this down. Uh, David Tice, he's the producer of the new documentary entitled Grid Down, Power Up. We're going to talk about how you can watch this documentary and, more importantly, what you can do about the information in this documentary. We'll cover that next on At Your Service, X. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to At Your Service. And we're, we're talking to David Tice. He's the producer of a new documentary entitled Grid Down, Power Up. And, uh, David, thanks so much for sticking with us through the break. Sure. Glad to be with you and your listeners. Uh, we, we talked about an EMP attack, but that's not the only way to bring down a power grid, is it? No. So our film actually talks about four threat vectors. Let's go through those quickly. One is a physical attack, and we've seen uh, some examples of those in North Carolina, Oregon, and Washington. It's been talked about in the last month. Seems like right now that might be just some right-wing extremists or some yahoos. However, as I said, the 60 Minutes report back in February talked about a very sophisticated attack came from some highly uh, credentialed individuals, it seems like at least six of them, where they uh, snuck off into the night, but they were very, very sophisticated, and it looked like a trial run for an attack. Hmm. The second attack vector is a cyber attack. And Ted Koppel, back in 2015, 2016, wrote a book called Lights Out. I read that. It's it's all about a cyber attack bringing down the grid. And in fact, Jennifer Granholm, the current Secretary of Energy under Joe Biden, was asked on a Sunday morning talk show if our adversaries were potentially in our grid and could potentially shut down the grid. And she responded affirmatively. 
So we've had Senator Angus King from Maine say the same thing. And therefore, there is that chance of malware and essentially turning off the grid because of uh, these worms that might be in the system. The third attack is EMP, which we just talked about. And the fourth, if you think our adversaries won't ever do anything, that we have mad, mutually assured destruction, uh, that our adversaries wouldn't be that stupid, then you can look at the sun or a geomagnetic disturbance, which is also known as a natural EMP. And it essentially creates the same destructive gamma mm-hmm. waves. They're actually slightly different, but they could, again, destroy the sensitive electronics. And there has been history. NASA has studied this. And it's likely that one of these solar storms or a coronal mass ejection will coincide with the Earth's orbit, you know, inside every 100 to 150 years. And there's right. not it, it, been one for a while. Well, but, uh, the, the Carrington event, and I believe it was in 1859, was one of those events, wasn't it? That I mean, we, we didn't have a lot of, obviously, no computers and not a lot of electronics. But even in 1859, during that Carrington event where there was a coronal mass ejection, I've read that, that uh, telegraph stations caught on fire because of the overloading of gamma radiation that was transmitted by the the telegraph lines. Exactly. And that happens. And essentially, again, uh, Congress has been a little bit worried about GMD, and they've essentially gone out to the regulators to enact regulations. And essentially, our regulators have let us down because we have what's called regulatory capture, which means our utilities essentially own the regulators, and therefore the reg- these utilities don't want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that's why we need an uprising. We need a movement. We need ticked-off listeners from your show who are going to reach out to 20, 50 of their friends and have them do the same. And we have a mechanism on our website at griddownpowerup.com whereby just a few clicks of your mouse and a few minutes of time, we have created the letters for your regulators, your legislators, and your board of directors of major public utilities such that you can write an impassioned email, make phone calls, sign petitions to let them know that we're not going to take this anymore, that this has got to be resolved. Hmm. We're, we're talking to David Tice, the producer of Grid Down power up. And I want to move the conversation into a a slightly different area, David, because a lot of folks are thinking, well, it's like a hurricane. It takes out the the power for a couple of days, but then uh, the guys come back and they fix the lines and we're all good to go. But I I read a book. It's called One Second After by William Forschen. And there's a couple of sequels. And to me, it was fascinating because he explored in a fictional story what would America look like if the grid went down for 18 months, 12 months, 18 months? And it's truly apocalyptic scenario, isn't it? That's so correct. And, and again, sometimes these short-term power outages, even though they're instructive about what it's like, but there's this complacency that still says that, well, it always comes back. 
So what happens if it does happen nationwide? So as an example, in Katrina, it hit New Orleans, but people from Houston, Dallas came in to fix it. And it, it was short. But what happens if it's extended for nine months? What if it's nationwide and therefore we have to count on France to, you know, provide food and water? It literally starts to become a zombie apocalypse pretty quickly because our water systems are dependent upon the power grid. I visited mm. a domestic water facility in Dallas and talked to the manager and he said, no, we're 100% reliant on the grid. I said, what if the grid went down? Well, a few years ago, we thought about some backup generators and it would have cost us $5 million and we voted that down. Right. And therefore, your municipal water system, maybe we'll have rain, maybe you'll have a, a barrel in your backyard that you can have some water, but what if you don't? Because citizens... Human beings will die if they don't have water for three days. Right, or people who are dependent on medications or uh, even the transfer of food. We saw during COVID the supply chain issues where grocery stores were barren of certain products, and that's when the electrical grid was working just fine. And, And as I remember how the stores during COVID were just barren of certain products, I just think if if every shelf was barren of every product, that's really what we're looking at in terms of a, a, a 6, 12, or an 18-month power grid failure. Exactly. Everything will be out. And then our police, our National Guardsmen are going to be at home protecting their own families. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the issue. Exactly. And in terms of you're not going to be able to pump gasoline from your filling stations because that requires electricity. And therefore, when people run out of gas, I mean, there's some discussion, and and this is not, there's even some difference of opinion among scientists if these gamma waves will knock out the sensitive electronics in automobiles or not. I've heard lately that it probably wouldn't be the case, and therefore I don't want to exaggerate any of these threats, but it truly is, would be so significant because people will turn on each other's people's neighbors will turn on each other if their kids are starving. And and one one scenario, I want to run this scenario past you because uh, I've had, and and yes, I'm a nerd, I admit it, but I've had conversations about this topic with others. And the response that I get is, as well, it's really probably never going to happen. But here's one scenario that to me seems extremely plausible. China has often stated that it intends to retake Taiwan by force if necessary, and, and Xi Jinping has given his military the goal of 2027 to make this happen. So since the defense of Taiwan primarily comes from the United States, isn't it plausible that China could bring down the U.S. power grid just prior to a Taiwan invasion, just to distract us and prevent us from defending Taiwan? Well, if they bring down the power grid, I mean, this truly is an act of war. And then we're talking about probably nuclear missiles being fired. And so this is not. But I think some of these actions lately in terms of this balloon action Mm -hmm. and maybe the FAA shutdown and the Southwest Airlines shutdown and LAX, I mean, 
maybe I'm being conspiratorial here, but there seems to be a lot of odd coincidences and testing the system might be testing the system. Yeah, they could be warnings, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Their KGB is warning our CIA that, you know, we we could do this and therefore. You, you, you might want to consider how you respond to Taiwan. Well, l- let's talk about your documentary, Grid Down, Power Up. First of all, David Tice, wh- why, why did you make this documentary? So I made it because I've been a geopolitical student for a while. I'm a money manager. I'm not a movie producer. I'm a, uh, I call myself a NASA grandfather. Because when I was in the middle, middle of this film, I realized my grandkids were four, three, two, one. And I'm thinking blast off. And I wanted them to live a great life that I've lived. And just thinking about this geomagnetic disturbance threat, in terms of people will say, well, it, it probably won't happen, you know, for maybe a 20 or 40 or 50 years. Well, you know what? My grandkids are going to be alive 70 years from now. Sure. So I know 100% this is going to happen. And therefore, let's fix this now. And China, like you talked about, and Russia and Ukraine, Russia is shutting down uh, the power grid in the Ukraine right now as an advantage. So we don't know what type of plans that our adversaries have, but you get into a street fight, they're likely to pull out all the Mm -hmm. stops. And therefore, you can't – and mad, mutually assured destruction – assumes rational actors, and we're not sure how rational some of these mm. actors are. You're exactly right. Uh, if people want to watch this movie, David, how can they watch it? Okay, so they can watch it several different ways. We are keeping it for free for the present. We're asking for people to consider paying it forward, very similar to what The Chosen has done, and we can talk about that a little bit later, but they can go to griddownpowerup.com. They can go to the App Store, uh, the Apple App Store, and download it uh, directly. They, they can also have the facility to be able to send those letters that we talked about. Uh, they can also go to EarthX TV. We just signed a contract with them. They're going to be in 45 million households, including Spectrum Cable, hmm. and, uh, and it's going to be available in Mexico on Americana. But We want people to go to the website so that they can send these important letters to legislators and regulators. Yeah, and and it's it's a it's a documentary that's narrated and hosted by Dennis Quaid. This is a this is a high quality document uh, uh, documentary production. I'm very proud of it. We really have some great music. We we also have uh, George Carlin in the movie. We we have very high end graphics. Uh, Dennis Quaid just looks right into your eyes and says, let's choose power up and not grid down. We have a very uh, inspirational closing to it where I said America's had their backs up to the wall before, and we've overcome it. And we overcame Nazi Germany and the Third Reich, and we built a national highway system, and we ended up overcoming racial segregation, starting with Selma, Alabama, and the Million Man March. And so we did all these things. So if we rise up and we simply tell our friends, tell 20 of your friends, watch, we have an eight-minute version, which is a highlights version, so you don't even have to dedicate 
the full hour to watch the film, but you will get the crux of it. That's amazing. Uh, David Tice, producer of the documentary entitled Grid Down, Power Up. Thank you so much for joining us here this evening on X St. Louis. I'm also a Missouriite. I grew up in Independence, Missouri, so glad to be with you, Missouriites. Yep. Go Chiefs. Yes, for sure. Go Chiefs. Great talking to you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, I'm going to open the phone lines. We're going to talk about other big ideas tonight, but this to me is a big idea. I mean, so much of our nation is reactionary. We don't do anything until something happens. But this is actually an idea that says we need to prepare for this, just like the Boy Scouts, be prepared. Do you think this is worth preparing for? Is it hogwash? Is it conspiracy theory? What do you think? 314-436-7900. At your service. We'll be right back. Welcome back to At Your Service. And in that documentary, I enjoyed I watched the whole thing. And uh, what I enjoyed, though, was the the bipartisanship of folks who said, this is a problem. We had, there were Republicans, there were Democrats, even uh, Senator uh, Angus King from Maine, he's an independent. And uh, across the ideological spectrum, folks are acknowledging this is a problem, but there's just not anyone doing anything about it. That's why I wanted to have David Tice on to talk about, uh, talk about his, his documentary. But obviously what spurred this idea was this, Chinese spy balloon that was shot down. And uh, and obviously that's not the only thing that China's been doing. And one of the things, and and I interviewed someone late last year, a a congressman from, I believe he was from uh, Oregon last year, talking about how China is buying up a lot of farmland, buying it up across the country. But what's interesting is this, most of the farmland that's being purchased by China isn't being bought just in non-strategic areas. The, the farmland is generally around national security uh, facilities. And to me, that's extremely troubling because if you look at where the Chinese spy balloon was coming across the country, the arc that it was making, it was making passes directly over facilities dealing with our Intercontinental ballistic missiles, ICBMs, dealing with our strategic air forces and where our bomber fleet is based, where are the future B-21 bomber will be based. And and even coming over Missouri, the, the right now the B-2 bomber is based in Whiteman Air Force Base uh, right outside of Kansas City. And coincidentally, the balloon came pretty darn close to that as well. And that's not a coincidence. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the the Chinese government and and proxies for the Chinese government are actually buying up farmland near strategic areas. In fact, South Dakota Governor uh, Christy Noem said just last Friday, I believe, <clears throat> that that they're they're wanting to put up roadblocks for China purchasing farmland around strategic Air Force bases located in South Dakota. And and also there's also a, a move to stop the purchase of these uh, farmlands because, frankly, a lot of our bases are based in rural areas because you need a lot of space. 
you need a lot of space to have runways for Air Force Base. Look at Scott Air Force Base. When it was built, that part of southern Illinois, not much there. There's still not a whole lot there, but that's why they put it there. But the ICBM silos generally are in the middle of cornfields. But now we have the Chinese buying those very cornfields. In fact, there was a, a situation that, that cropped up in Grand Forks, North Dakota, just last late last year, where a Chinese company called Fufang Group purchased 370 acres of farmland, and they were going to build a seven, or at least promised, to build a $700 million corn mill, according to the Wall Street Journal. Well, when folks started looking into this, there was really no intent to build a corn mill. It was really just an intent to build or to own facilities for surveillance purposes very close to an Air Force base in North Dakota. So at that point, Grand Forks, North Dakota, denied the building permits and is moving now to to get the Chinese front company to sell that land. I mean, this is a problem, and it's a problem that's really not being discussed. And to me, that's what one of the benefits, I think, if you want to look at it as a benefit, of having that Chinese spy balloon come across our country because that awakened us. Remember the in World War II, I mean, I don't remember World War II, but I've certainly read about it. But the the Chinese, rather the Japanese emperor said after the attack on Pearl Harbor that we've wakened a sleeping giant. And to me, that is so indicative of so much about this country that we're kind of asleep to so many issues. But once we're on it, we're on it. And this Chinese spy balloon that came across the country really awakened us to some of the issues dealing with with Chinese infiltration of our country, whether that's by air or by land or by sea, it's happening. And another thing about this documentary that I thought was chilling was that approximately 20% of the large major substation transformers in this country are built in China and they're shipped over here and they're sold at a very cheap price, which of course makes it enticing. But by doing that, my question is, is there are, are there viruses? You know, there's a there's a particular virus called a rat virus. A rat virus is, I believe, a remote access trojan, and uh, it allows the person who infiltrates the computer system to have remote access. And that remote access can be simply to turn it off. And if we're now putting in Chinese transformers into our electrical grid, aren't we to some extent? ceding control over our power grid to basically an adversarial country. It's it's a scary proposition. And and I remember when, when President Trump was in office and so many things that he said to me was, I just wished he would be quiet. And one of them was when there was a particular problem with Putin, President Trump said that we could, we could turn the lights out in Moscow. Well, that just revealed that same sort of vulnerability that the Moscow power grid has to our computer hackers, but we have the same vulnerability. And to me, that is an issue that I wish would gain national attention, whether it's this Chinese farmland being bought up by our 
by our national security facilities or whether it's infiltration of our airspace by a Chinese surveillance balloon. Either way, this is an issue that warrants greater attention. Coming up in the next hour, uh, hopefully you watched the State of the Union address last night. I did. I watched it. Uh, I also was texting with some friends that apparently there was a very popular drinking game going around last night about what when to take drinks when Biden would say words like folks. And uh, and you, uh, hopefully you weren't out driving your cars after playing that drinking game. But uh, I want to get your feedback in the next hour. Phone lines are open all hour. What did you think of the State of the Union address? Did President Biden speak to you? Did he address the issues of our country? Coming up next, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 